1: Please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com.
0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
2: The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised.
3: G'day, g'day, guys! Welcome to behind the scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with your favourite guy and mine, Paul Michael Boland. G'day, Paul.
4: Hello, everyone. How are we doing?
3: Um, I'm having a shit ass day. Is is it's awful. So that counts as me saying how I'm doing. How are you doing, Paul? Uh,
4: you know, same old, same old. Same day, same medications. Medications. What are same we talking day, about today? Drugs. Yeah.
3: Uh, we are going to talk about the youth-obsessed ob- youth culture in Hollywood and sexual assault.
4: So, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a happy show today. More than likely. <laughs> oh boy,
1: here we yeah. go.
3: So, so we're going to start with sexual assault, then we'll get into the youth-obsessed culture. Um, I am going to say, as far as the youth-obsessed culture in Hollywood... Youth is not my problem. My problem is food. I like food, and I eat food when I get depressed.
4: Uh, well, for the record, I don't eat the youth. So just want to throw that one out there.
3: <laughs> well, what is it? I, I always had a booty. That's what made me a really good underwear model. Um, I just have more of a booty. So now I think I would be better suited in a black strip club. And I say this because I was told about two weeks ago I would be really well suited to a black strip club.
4: Mm. Well, uh, it's always good to have career options in case something falls through. So you know you have that to fall back on.
3: Exactly. I, I'm, I'm a chick with. I'm, I'm a I'm a tubby chick with a big ass. Apparently, that means I'd be. I, I'm not sure where the stereotype of black guys liking fat white chicks came from, because all the black guys I know that are with white chicks are with gorgeous ones.
4: Ah, uh, I've seen the gamut. I've seen the, you know, it runs the gamut. You know, the, heart the, the heart wants what the heart wants. So,
3: oh, uh, well, yeah. it's not the heart we're talking about right now. Today we're going to be talking about the crotch. Mm. And then um, on the flip side, it's now acceptable in movies for g- white guys to be with black girls, but not for black guys to be with white girls unless that's the story driver. So, Hollywood, you're still being an asshole. Shame on you.
4: Yeah, give it time.
3: Yeah, the only time we have right now is suing every director, um, <laughs> head of every company. Like, half of the people they are fired now are contacts of mine, are people I work with for distribution. Mm. So, I'm I'm stuck between, I'm glad they got fired, they deserved it, and fuck! Who do I go to for distribution now?
4: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're... Well, the, mm-hmm yeah this is this is a kind of a bit of a bit of a sticky situation that that Hollywood has soon to have gotten itself into and it's only gonna get worse.
3: What do you mean got itself into It's always been there. Please. I have been oh. sexually harassed since I entered the workplace. Unfortunately, like the head of Amazon got fired. I know him. I go through him <laughs> like he's one of the people I work with. So I'm going Mm. through my Rolodex and I'm just assuming now that everyone I know is going to get fired. That's all I can do because I've been harassed by half the guys I know. They're pretty good about taking no, like nobody's sexual assaulty, but they're definitely kind of grabby. Mm. Either that or I'm massively desensitized from working in entertainment so long.
4: Uh, Probably a combination of the two.
3: (laughs) You know, because to me, a pat on the ass is nothing. I'm just like, oh, good. He didn't grab my boob. <laughs> I like him. He's a it's, gentleman.
4: It's good to have standards. He didn't <laughs> grope me. Yeah, so, you know. He
3: didn't. And, yeah, he, he just did it over the clothes. I, you know, I, I, like him.
4: Yeah, that's kind of the situation we're at today, kids. It's, I mean, we got the uh, like 200 women apparently have accused James Toback of uh, doing wrong stuff.
3: That and, wasn't a secret, though. For the, for those that don't know. Toback was not a secret. Because <laughs> Weinstein, I didn't know about Weinstein. When that first happened, I actually stuck up for him. I said he was a little pervy and a little grabby, but he takes no for an answer. Now yeah. he has rape charges. Uh-huh. So even if I know the guys now, I'm not – no, there are some of them I'd still have to stick up for. Um, I know someone said Christopher Lloyd did something that just kind of came out. And one person was accusing him and blah, blah, blah. Um, I've worked with him. I, I know him, um, you know, not not socially, but I, I've worked with him. And I have a good view and a good experience of how he treated PAs, interns, women under him. Mm. And I've never seen anything disrespectful. So there are some guys I would stick my neck out for, and he is one of them. He yeah, knew every I, intern by name, male and female, never touched anyone. Like, he was a good guy. So, to me, someone saying that about him, it pisses me off. But if he did it, I'm going to be even more pissed. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I'm that's gonna the thing. going to be really upset.
4: Yeah, we just can't go run into conclusions right now. Uh, I uh, did a story on the, uh, the Militant Moderate podcast that I started doing about, uh, apparently, an actress accused George Bush Sr., I heard. Of, uh, yeah. I, That's horse shit,
3: bye.
4: It, that's c- horse shit. It's kind of basically. No,
3: no, no, no. no. Hey, George Bush
4: Sr. has turned into the, uh, senile creepy grandpa.
3: No, it wasn't even that. He's sitting in a fucking wheelchair. My grandmother would grab my ass when I was sitting in a wheelchair, trying to put her hand around my hip, you know, for, for a picture.
4: Right. Did I'm your, sorry. He did told your, an inappropriate Joke every but
3: when time. someone's fucking senile, that's what happens.
4: Yeah, um, that's that's my point of it. My point my, of it is he's kind of become the creepy grandpa.
3: There's nothing, know? and it's awful to watch someone his, go that way.
4: And with his, uh, uh, you know, uh, hey everybody, who's m- or who do you think my favorite magician is? David Coppa feel
3: <sighs> My my uh, aunt. My, my aunt's dad just passed. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I give away so many rides at off-road rentals, full disclosure, my uncle owns the place. So I get a bunch of rides and I give them away on the show. And the place has been around forever. It's an ATV place. Well, my, my aunt, my uncle's wife, I think that's self-explanatory, um, her dad, uh, I called Grandpa Bob. And Grandpa Bob had dementia. Now, I've known this man my whole life. He found the biggest gold nugget in California history. He was from Big Bear. He was an incredibly conservative man. And the only joke he ever told for as long as I could remember was he'd lift up his hat and he'd say, I used to have hair like yours. One day you'll have hair like mine. And he was bald as a cue ball. Mm-hmm. And he would and he wore suspenders and he'd snap his p- suspenders and he, just, he looked like an old prospector because he was an old prospector. When he got dementia, the jokes became five-year-old peeny jokes, like the jokes you'd hear from a 13-year-old boy on a playground. Mm. Now this was a very conservative man who had never done anything like that in his life. He had certainly never sexually harassed anybody. He had never mm-hmm. hurt anyone. It just wasn't in his nature. And the jokes kind of got progressively dirtier, and you know he'd get silly. But he had dementia. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you, if you are looking badly at George Bush senior, to please go watch the One America video he did with all the other with the other four presidents. He's slurring his speech. The man has had strokes, he's had so many medical issues. The only words he could get out were, "We love you, Texas." And he couldn't even get that out clearly.
4: Mm, yeah, this that, isn't
3: sexual harassment.
4: Yeah, that was as my far point. As,
3: that was my p- Yeah, this is this awful woman with no empathy harassing a dying old man who is trapped in a prison of his own body because he is losing his mind.
4: There's two of them, not just the one. It uh, okay? Yeah. And he apparently says that joke uh, to break the ice before everyone. he goes in yes, the cop of feel, basically.
3: Uh, yeah, but
4: heard. again, it's still, you know, it's. Give it's, me uh, one
3: thing he did before the age of 80. One.
4: One thing he what?
3: Give me one thing he did when his mind was intact.
4: Uh, and
3: I'll <laughs> believe you.
4: Hmm. Uh, I think you supported Hillary in the election cycle. So, you know, no, I'm not going to exactly jump on that one. But, you know.
3: I supported Hillary. Shut up, Paul. <laughs> the point is, it's better than what we have now. It's better than the juvenile nonsense we have going on now. The, the, the point for me is...
4: Yeah. It's creepy, Grandpa. Give me something he just...
3: did when he had his mind. Mm. And, we're, and And I'm cool with it. I will not argue with you. Mm-hmm. But if you have so little empathy that you are going to attack... An old man that is yeah. leaving this world.
4: No, while this while the shame story, on you. Yeah, I shame don't, on you. I don't like exactly how she portrayed the story as sexual assault. because that without actually, you know, finding out? You he not
3: sexually her, assault anyone if he wanted to.
4: In her story, uh, she describes as his hands digging into my backside. You know, oh, fuck like, that. I, yeah, I know it's like
3: uh, that's like saying I got sexually assaulted by Stephen Hawking. Look, there's just a point that you have to draw the line. There mm. is sexual assault. I have been sexually assaulted. I am not coming from a place where I don't understand. I had some crazy-ass fanboy do it. I've had guys assault, like, when I was modeling. Like I'm, I'm not even going to go into it. And no, you want to talk about sexual harassment?
4: I've had my ass grabbed by an actor on a top uh, TV show right now, but I'm not going to say his name because of I course. thought it was funny.
3: I've I've been assaulted by a Coppola, which I never <laughs> go into which one. That's as far as I will go with it because I I, I will get sued if I say anything because I signed a contract saying I wouldn't. I have been sexually harassed through the entire time I modelled after I was like up until well my mum kept a hand on me. No one even looked at me until I was legal because my mum was like crazy cougar mother. If right, anyone right, looked right, at me,
4: right, right. You, you, she wasn't. <laughs> You just when she gets into the mama mode, you know she'll cut you if she yeah, if she uh, you know harms her cubs basically. So you know, essentially, yeah. I, get I, I, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. She I'm loves you. A, there you got go. You love life. you and not afraid to cut somebody. I get it.
3: And she's tiny too. She comes up mm-hmm. to my shoulder. Oh, uh, she's like just mean. Fuck, she's a mean little lady. When but she's just great. I'm she's she's but the she's
4: sweetest a woman star. in the world, but I know that switch and flip if I ever did something to that, <laughs> you, you know, that, you know, when if she literally said, uh, go kill Paul, I'm sure it would happen. You know, it's yeah.
3: it's, it's it's just mama. But I've, I've been in that position and I've had these girls saying, well, what about Weinstein? Well, he hit on me. He didn't push it. But I had a boss that actually hold off cocked a guy that did push it with me. So I was lucky. I was, I was relatively protected. But I was assaulted and still relatively protected, so it does happen. But to go and defame uh, a former president who is suffering from dementia, sitting mm-hmm. in a wheelchair, is different. You are not yeah. you cannot put that in the same fucking category. And when you do, you downplay what has happened to girls that have really been assaulted. You can't turn around and say he sexually assaulted me and try and put it next to Bill fucking Cosby.
4: Yeah, big difference. And inst- and uh, I do agree that it's also well, I also think that it is still you know a bit of a problem. So we're gonna put it on you know Miss Barbara Bush. You know just. Hit him with the newspaper if you have yeah. to, okay?
3: I so. you know, Roll it up, swat him, tell him no, no. Yeah, it's I
4: don't think he deserves problem. to go to jail, but a swat with a newspaper right to his nose saying no. That is more of a suitable punishment.
3: I think that's perfect. I see mm-hmm. no problem with that at all. Um, but that's, that's where I am with it. Oh, I know I promised you guys we were going to play music this week from the musicians last week. I haven't figured out how to do that yet. It's- so I'm going to bring them back on. And try and do it with them on. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out, my friend Scott Haskin. He's a gentleman that does the music for this show. The intro that you hear every time you have on, he did the Mental Sauna album. Um, he does all all kinds of really cool stuff. Um, I can. I'm going to put up a link to his new album. I'm looking for the name of it. Uh, da 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 da. I think it, it, it's a Christmas, it's called um, Haunted Holidays, A Deadly Christmas. And so it's it's like a Christmas slash Halloween album. It's supposed to be really good. I haven't heard it yet, but if it's coming from Scott, I know it's great. I'm going to put up a link for whoever wants to go and grab it. He does the intro music for this, and to me it just sounds epic. When we come back, we're going to be on with your favorite doctor and mine, Dr. Russ, I do have to say, Paul. I agree with you. I'm not saying it's not a problem. I'm just saying mm. it is in an entirely different category.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Where punishment is in jail time, it's whack with the newspaper.
3: I agree. Senile mm-hmm. old man in wheelchair, swatting with an. Well, maybe not her. Let let the wife deal with it. Like yes, <laughs> let I don't want th- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to.
4: Let, let Barbara. You know she's got a swing to her, so you know, and she she knows yep. how much pressure to put behind it. So it's it's on her. now.
3: I I completely agree. When we come back, we're going to be on with your favorite doctor and mine, Dr. Russ. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bollins. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back.
4: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
1: Can you truly be a change agent in your community?
2: We live in perilous times on a beautiful, yet fragile planet. As a species, we are not doomed to self-destruct. We can live in peace and in love for one another. We can save this, our only home. We must mature. Open your mind. Soften your heart. Listen for The Fate of Humanity. Crucial conversations for our survival with host Lauren N. Nile. Tune in. The Fate of Humanity airs Wednesdays at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. you are listening to behind the scenes with host summer helene to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to bts at summer now let's go back behind the scenes
3: G'day, g'day guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host Summer Helene, and we are on with your favorite person and mine, Paul Michael Bolan. And we are about to have the amazing Dr. Russ on. Dr. Russ, welcome to the show.
5: Thank you Summer. Nice to be here.
3: Well, it's great to have you. I know normally we Get some funny questions. We get a mix of questions, but after we took such a serious question last week, ninety percent of the the questions that got written in were very, very serious. So I chose three of them um, this week. And it, you know, usually we get one silly one or there's some levity because people write in with some really, really dumb crap. I, I have to say that. Some of the stuff that people write in, we're not checking that mole, and he's not a gynecologist, are usually my answers. Um, After we discussed such a serious issue last week, we've had a very large pickup in the number of serious questions that we've gotten. Um, People are writing in to Summer Helene on Twitter, and I'm going to read you the three questions we have this week. But I want to start by saying my heart goes out to every single person that wrote in this week. We're going to start with Amanda in Springfield, Illinois. Illinois is IL, right? Yeah. Uh, sure. yep. I don't <laughs> handle stress well. I just lost my mother. Medicine can't handle uh, can't handle my anger and stress. I overeat. I don't sleep, and I'm sabotaging my marriage. Please help me, Doctor Russ, from Amanda in Springfield, Illinois. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, uh, how do they uh, say it in Australia, The uh, uh, this question and the others sound a bit like uh, Miss Lonely Hearts or, or Ann Landers. Yeah. Uh, but um, there are some medical aspects of it, and uh, I, I'd like to uh, tell Amanda that someone once said that we spend all of our lives either being an orphan or preparing a, ourselves to become an orphan. And I can only tell you that in terms of grieving, compared to how you feel right now, you will feel better in a couple months down the road, and you can take some solace in that. Um, It sounds like you're maladapting to the present pressures, uh, but if you just deal with the problem at hand, uh, you'll feel a lot less... um, Stress and and hopelessness. If uh, if you can bring yourself just to deal with the problem at hand, I'd also uh, reach out to your husband for for love and support. You you mentioned um, that you're sabotaging your marriage, but uh, you know your husband can, in a time like this, be be a great uh, solace.
3: So reach out for your husband. I like that one. Um, our next question is, I'm going through cancer treatment and I can't gain weight. My partner is very frightened for me and so is my doctor. How do I handle the stress and gain weight? From Melissa in New York, New York.
5: Well, I don't know the, uh, the details of your uh, case, Marissa, but generally um, uh, stress uh, what you're saying you can't handle does not cause a lot of illnesses, but certainly can make them worse. Uh, cancer, chemotherapy, possible surgery, radiation treatment, those can all contribute to weight loss, and these are all part could be part of the picture. With time and healing, you will hopefully regain the weight loss, but I'm afraid at the beginning, some Some of the loss is inevitable. Um, You can compensate by increasing your nutritional intake. And there are appetite stimulants that your doctor can prescribe, like Remeron and Magase. Um, And if you're nauseous, uh, uh, nausea can reduce your appetite. There are good uh, anti-emetics or anti-nausea medications available by prescription, such as Zofran.
3: I can tell you, Doctor Russ gives me Zofran um, because when I have a flare up, when I have issues with my lupus, I get really, really nauseous, and it does work really, really well to control that.
5: Yes, excellent medication. Ah. It's only available by prescription; otherwise, uh, uh, there there isn't a lot over the counter. But. Um, uh, you know, you, you're under the care of a doctor. I'm sure you can get uh, that prescription through your doctor.
3: Um, and our next question, this reached out to me because I, um, about six months back, had a miscarriage. And I got, I got pretty far along and it was pretty traumatic for me. So this one really reached out to me. Dr. Russ, I lost my baby. I'm not happy in my relationship, but that's because I'm not happy with myself. I won't let my husband see me naked because of my weight. He says he cannot stand my body. I cannot stand my stretch marks, and I am emotionally drained and embarrassed, and I just can't stop eating to heal the pain. Sally, location unknown.
5: Well, that's a lot to uh, to bear. Um... Uh, I'd just say, Sally, the main goal of life is to learn to love yourself. Um, loving, others is important, but you can only do it if you love yourself. Um, if you need feedback, uh, ask your husband what he loves about you. Um, that's, that's my answer. Uh, learn to love yourself. She's not happy well, with the relationship. Uh, not happy with self. Doesn't like herself. Self-loathing, um, and it's trauma related. Uh, and um, trauma can be helped by therapists. Um, and if you if you if you're not able to get help. From your immediate circle, you might think about a professional therapist to uh, help you deal with the trauma of loss of your baby.
3: Now, I did want to ask you, Dr. Ross, because all of these are emotional, you had talked about you have the magnetic thing, I wanted to think with, with yes. something like that. Would something like that help? Because these women, I cut these down. I got two pages from one of them, three pages from another, and a page from another. I mean, these were not short writings. These were long.
5: Mm -hmm. Great to reject the show. Uh, Well, uh, you're referring to uh, a a, uh, rather new treatment um, on the scene called... uh, Uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation. And uh, the uh, National Institutes of Health ran a study and and it showed that 50% of people who are depressed got over their depression and another 25% had significant improvement. And so people who are in that situation Oftentimes, they don't seek out treatment. They're just so depressed that um, they they don't seek out treatment. But uh, it's a very um, helpful treatment for people, especially who have had uh, antidepressant therapy medications that haven't worked or have caused side effects. Uh, so it's like uh electric uh what we used to call uh electric convulsive therapy electric shock therapy many years ago uh it's still done in fact ECT uh now but the uh TMS doesn't you don't have to be put to sleep it doesn't um, induce a seizure it doesn't cause memory impairment it's like a 20 minute uh treatment that um you get every day. And uh, as I say, 50% of the people who go through it get uh, their their depression goes away. It's uh, And we've been doing it now in my office for almost a year, and our results have even surpassed those of the National Institutes of Health. Uh, and National Institutes of Health study is what... Inspired the FDA to approve the uh, treatment, and it's paid for by Medicare and other insurance companies. So it's it's not um, it's not bogus or experimental. It it really does work for depression.
3: Well, thank you very very much. Um, I know that was one of your areas of expertise. So these women wrote in and they sounded really desperate. So I wanted to make sure we got to those questions this week. Um, I have to ask, who would you like to send a book to this week, Dr. Russ?
5: Well, I, I'd like to uh, send a copy to all three of them. They all uh, had such, uh, they bared their souls to us. And uh, I'd like to uh, share what we have to offer, you know, a copy of the book to them that uh, um, they, they can read in good health.
3: Thank you very, very much, Guys, all three of you, um Amanda, Marissa, Sally, will be sending you a copy of Dr. Russ's book, The Palm Springs Diet. Um, you're in our thoughts, you're in our prayers, you're in our hearts. i'm I'm so sorry for your loss for the cancer. For just you guys have the most depressing stories. Usually, we come up with something wonderful, um, but your stories were really heartfelt, and you all did bear your souls. Thank you very much. Uh, we will be sending you a copy of the Palm Springs Diet, like I said, courtesy of Dr. Ross. And if you want your own copy of the Palm Springs Diet, go to authorhouse.com, go to KennethRussMD.com, go to amazon.com. Oh, hell, just Google the Palm Springs Diet. You can get it anywhere. It's great, um, but but try Amazon first. They they've I found the best price on Amazon for it, um, and Authorhouse. So so go to those two places. Dr. Ross, thank you so much for being on the show.
5: Yes, Summer, thank you for the opportunity to uh, uh, participate, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Thank you.
3: All right, we'll talk to you next week, guys, uh, Dr. Russ. When we come back, guys, we are going to be on with one of my favorite people. Her name is Nurse Shirley. We're going to be talking about Botox, plastic surgery, fillers, and all the fun stuff that you have to do if you want to be an entertainment Or, you know, just to keep yourself together Because at some point It requires duct tape and hot glue guns Trust me I'm Summer (laughs) Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Boland Thank you again to Dr. Russ. That was very kind of you to send books to those women And we'll be on with Nurse Shirley after this We'll be right back (music)
5: The internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex positive world. From kink to non monogamy, nothing is off limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time.
2: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business and more on demand 24/7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at SummerHelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes.
3: G'day, g'day guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with your favorite person and mine, Paul Michael Boland. G'day, Paul. Welcome back.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Still here. There we go. Still
3: here? Still around? Yeah. Cool. I'm really excited We are going to have Nurse Shirley on the show. I have to tell you, full disclosure, I usually go over to um, Dr. Pool over in Palm Desert when I need stuff done. But I had chewed on my lip. I have this nervous habit of sucking on my bottom lip, and I'd actually deformed it. I'd pulled it back for doing it for so many years for chewing on this bottom lip, and it was completely screwed up. And I went into Nurse Shirley, and she fixed it. And I didn't look like an overblown dolphin, Like you know, I I was, uh, I was, um, I I, I don't even know how to describe those duck-faced, horrible women. She just (laughs) put it right back the way it was before I screwed it up. So when I say I'm bringing Nurse Shirley on, I'm telling you I have used Nurse Shirley. She did an amazing, uh, spearheaded procedures, and I'm telling you from experience, this is a woman. Invite on the show, Nurse Shirley. Oh. No, are you there? Hi.
0: Yes. Hi. How are you?
3: I am fabulous. We have been uh, making dirty jokes between the uh, between the segments, and Paul and I have been using lots of bad language. But I promised we will be on our best behavior. At least I will. Paul's always bad. Yeah,
4: it's a union behavior. thing. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fine with me. So how how's everything going today? What's up? You can ask me anything you want. Okay, well, first, I'd love
3: if you tell everyone a little bit about yourself. I had to, of course, disclose that you fixed my lip after I uh, gnawed on it for a while, and it looks great, <laughs> by the way. Thank you. Um, thank
0: you.
3: So, if you could tell everyone a little bit about mm-hmm. yourself, I've been trying to get you on for a few weeks, and I'm very excited to have you on, um, because I've seen the results with patients that you've had, and I know the result you gave me. So, having you on... Um, I, I feel as a real authority on this. And I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. So well, if you could take a minute and me. just tell mm-hmm. everyone about yourself.
0: Okay. Well, thank you, Summer. Um, I started in cosmetic and plastic surgery in 1984, um, just in the office and um, doing front and back office work. And I really loved it. And um, I worked for some amazing surgeons who had done Phyllis Diller's facelifts and they went on a, Lifestyles of the rich and famous, and it was a big deal. And uh, we were doing consults a year out, and um, and that really put the love for the aesthetic field in my blood. And I decided to go back to nursing school and become a nurse. And, you know, I did my critical experience and all my nursing stuff. And then I went as quickly as I could right back in the community to uh, aesthetics again. And uh, worked as a plastic surgery nurse specialist in Orange County for many years, and then came to the desert. And in the desert, I started doing well. I started doing injectables in the 1990s, um, <clears throat> and it just kind of grew over the years. And um, you know, I, I continue to take about eight expert level classes a year. I, um, you know, I feel like I, I associate with very high level people in my uh, in my profession. And I keep in tune with what the um, current techniques and procedures are today. So, you know, um, I feel like it's a shame when people go, oh, I took that class when it first came out. I already know all about it. And I think that's kind of a shame because they're not only doing themselves a disservice, they're doing their patients a disservice by not knowing. I mean, these companies put billions of dollars into research and development to find better techniques and procedures for their products, uh, you know, better ways to do it, to get better results. And every year new products come out. And when people don't push themselves to get better at what they're doing, then I just think it's a shame. <clears throat>
3: I, I can understand right. that. I will say I've got to do, I'm doing a giveaway right now. Um, it's with LA's Lip Squad, It's permanent lipstick that actually does last. I've fallen asleep in the stuff after doing carpets and things. And without the remover, it doesn't come off. We will send you a uh, set of this lipstick if you can tell me why Nurse Shirley said it was important that people go back and keep up to date on what's going on. Now, I'm going to ask you, uh, we have someone on hold who jumped on and kind of wanted to talk about your work. Um, So I'd love to have Ken Gray on and join us. Well, nice. Ken, are you there?
6: Of course I am. I'm everywhere you want to be. <laughs> well,
3: fantastic. Now, you've, you've, uh, how, how do you know Nurse Shirley? I'm I'm going to give you the third degree. How do you know Nurse Shirley?
6: Oh, she's just a friend. I'm naturally beautiful, and so, of course, I don't need her services.
3: <laughs> oh, got you. Got it. Got it.
6: Yeah, lucky you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. No honestly i'm just kidding uh I, it's actually very funny um i I was introduced to her and went and and had some services i'm forty five years old but I've always um been told I looked younger however, you know in the past couple of years um i don't know I've just noticed some you know some things that I didn't enjoy looking at the mirror so I went to her and had some some work done and um I swear, like, in in the first session with her, I shaved off 10 years. So I was sold at that point. Then we found out that she used to live in the very home that I live in. (laughs) And so we have all these very interesting connections, and she is absolutely my go-to. And, um, you know, she's just an artist with what she does. That's, That's kind of the best way to describe her. And, you know, I appreciate that because I... I, uh, you know, I, I'm very involved in the fashion industry and, and very public uh, as a public figure, and so it's very important to me to to be able to photograph well and whatnot. And uh, she really, <laughs> this is uh, her, the artistry in which she delivers her her, um, her special products and services is just magnificent. You know, she uh, really has has um, a vast knowledge of. of you know, how to do what she does. It's just unbelievable. I've, I've never had such an experience with her, with anybody.
3: I, I can tell you, one of the most important things in entertainment, and all these young girls go out and they get these overblown lips and they fuck up their face and everybody looks like they got stung by a jellyfish. Um, so going to somebody who's going to make you look good and keep everything in proportion and make it look the way it should, I think, is incredibly important.
6: Absolutely. You know, I would had some work done before by some other people, just sort of minor things, and it always looked like I had something done. You know, and what was yep. interesting, interesting and different about my experience with Shirley um, was that people, I mean, the next day and weeks after, were like, you just look so great, What? what is going on with you? You know what I mean? Like they, they could not. You look it,
3: rested but... is my favorite. Everyone yeah. just says, you look exactly. rested.
6: Exactly. Um, so it was it was just a, an amazing, amazing experience. And of course, you know, somebody like me who's involved in, in this industry and very vain just by nature, <laughs> um, there's nothing better than being carted at the liquor store <laughs> or <laughs> being told that you look so amazing at a party. You know, that's just everything, you know.
0: Well, Ken, weren't
6: you on the runway um, a day or two after each, a couple times when I did you? Yeah, and, and you know, I'm, I'm listen. I own like 47 businesses, and so I'm so busy, and so I I literally call her at the last minute. And I'm like, "Girl, you got to get me in because I'm leaving tomorrow for New York, and I'm gonna be on the runway and I'm hosting the red carpet and all these all these things." And um, and she of course accommodates. And you know, you would think that there would be some. Uh, you know, issues with with being uh, photographed or being, in, you know, on a runway or whatever the next day. But no, I mean, there's like mm-hmm. zero bruising, no yeah. swelling. It's just unbelievable. It's like
3: magic. no, she did me know. right before award season. She fixed my lip because I seem to every year chew a hole in my lip. I think it has to do with the stress of my job. I want to kill myself about eighty five percent of the time. Um and so I chewed a hole I chewed a hole in my lip and she had that fixed and I walked straight in for award season and you couldn't tell.
6: Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's it's honestly like
4: magic.
3: It is. She uh I, I mentioned I know we're talking about you like you're not here, nurse no, Shirley, I'm very sorry, but I'm <laughs> <touch Ken> right <laughs> now. It's, But she no, I'm does it's, You uh You you take back time. I've seen people you've done. You really kind of roll back time for them and for people like me that have you know chewed on their lip or done something destructive to themselves. You bring it back. So in in both cases, I found it I found it really amazing. Um, Now I'm 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 going to be really nosy. Okay. Who is the best person you have ever worked with, Nurse Shelley? And you have to I not Ken because.
6: No, it he's, has to he's, be sorry, I'm
3: You're allowed to say Ken. <laughs> okay, you can say Ken. No, um, aside from Ken and, of course, myself, who I think I complained, whined, and was difficult the entire time. I'm very sorry about that. I'm terrified of needles. Um, and it didn't even hurt the way I thought it would. So uh, you really are unbelievable. Um. What have been your best experiences
0: with doing this and your worst? I think Don't- my most rewarding is when when somebody comes to me and they're just, feeling demolished, um, you know, emotionally, physically. You know, I mean, they're just feeling like, you know, they've been told there's nothing they can do short of surgery or there's nothing that can be done. And then I show them that there is something that can be done, and that's so rewarding. I mean, having somebody come in and go, you know, I don't think there's anything that can be done about this, and having them leave with a big happy smile and, and feeling optimistic is really, I mean, I love that. It makes me do the happy dance.
3: <laughs> now, who is your worst well, patient? And you're not allowed to say me. That's not allowed to be said
0: either. can't <laughs> be me. Well, so Ken can't be a worst. Yeah,
4: you know, we'll just take that as red, <laughs> and, Summer. It's fine. Well,
0: you know, I, I must <laughs> say, I must say, you know, Ken has come forward on his own fruition, and so have you. Um, but I must say, what happens in my room, in my office, is better than Vegas okay? It's like, what happens here 100% stays here. Okay, it's up to you. If you want to take it out and talk talk about it, that's great. Thank you. I appreciate it. But I will never out anyone for doing any Botox, any fillers, any of the procedures that I do. So, um, I think that's you important. Know,
3: you don't have to say yeah. who. I just want to know what. Okay, then what uh, was what, your worst experience?
0: So I can't really <laughs> think of horrible experiences. I think I pride myself on taking, you know, people who are traumatized with having uh, injectable procedures previously and trying to turn that situation around for them into a positive experience so that they feel, you know, like, oh, injectables really aren't horrible. Because a lot of people go to Rosie the Riveter or Machine Gun Kelly and just get, like, I have patients come to me and tell me that, the person who injected them last made them feel violated <clears throat> and i like to take that situation and turn it around you know and so I-, I don't really i don't really get annoyed with my patients i when i see somebody who's like timid or scared or apprehensive i realize that it's my job to to you know change their experience and their and their feelings about it does that make sense that's a really
3: that's a wonderful way of looking at it. Um, I do have to say, I'm getting a lot of write ins right now. And a lot of women okay. on here and a lot of men are t- talking about going to Botox parties. Don't fucking do that, people. Bad people. Oh, no. Sorry.
0: No. Go to,
3: go to doctors so, and nurses. And go to medical professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Botox.net.
0: Bad and idea. Is a very just, bad combination. Bad idea. Bad, bad, bad idea. Number one, okay, you go to a Botox party. Are you really going to sign an informed consent? Like, people can, you get a few, you know, drinks into you. You know, they can do pretty much anything to you. You wake up the next day and go, what the heck happened? Right? So, I mean, and you don't know what they're injecting in you. I've had patients come to me who went to uh, places, a spa, I mean, a beauty shop, and had someone who was not qualified to be injecting Botox in their face, and they had, like, dropped brows, and they looked... Horrible, and I did what I could for compensatory thing, you know, injections to try to help them alleviate the symptoms. And um, you know, but it's really not a good idea to go to a Botox party. You don't know the qualifications necessarily of the person. You don't know where they got the product. If it's stolen product, if it's if it's FDA approved product, it could have just come off a boat from China. I mean, you know, you don't know where it was made. This is a neuromodulator, a neurotoxin that you're injecting in your body. You don't want to have some back alley neurotoxin injected into your face to save a couple dollars, right? I mean, I, I got to say, is- I don't want
3: anything from a back alley injected in my face. <laughs> um, that's right. I, I just, just that's that's my two cents. And so, what I'm hearing yeah. from you, and you seem really passionate about this, and I have to agree with you, is don't stick stuff. You know, unless you're going to an office to a doctor, to a professional. Don't stick shit in your face. That's exactly. that's the moral of exactly. that story.
0: That's
3: right. Um, the next, you know, Botox party. I mean, is, you hear a, horror stories.
4: Yeah. Don't buy Botox at the bus stop. So. Okay.
3: No, no it, you, you hear done. horror stories about people injecting silicone and rubber cement, and just don't do yeah. it. Um, yeah. They say, <laughs> <"No>, oh, <laughs> let, let no me. No put silly face.
4: putty. I figure silly putty no. would be in there. Okay, fair enough. All right.
3: No, yeah. Um, I mean, so there are two
0: questions. I def- Uh huh.
3: There are two questions I definitely want to ask you. Now, you said you mm-hmm. spearheaded a, uh, a procedure, and you would talk to me about it, which is uh, to define the jawline, which I oh, found yeah. really interesting.
0: Okay, so... ...doing, it, especially, you know, anywhere from, you know, like in the 40s, the 50s, a lot of women have... ...where they're pre-jaw sulcus. So if you... And from the corners of your mouth down to your jawline to age, calcium and minerals from all over our face, right? But we also lose it from our jawline, and people don't always necessarily um, understand that. And we also lose our fat pads. Our fat pads start to shrink as we age. So um, we end up with this, you know, draping, and we end up with this, like, pre-jow focus where it goes in from the corners of the mouth down to the jawline, where you kind of see it dish in, like an inside curve. And you want a nice straight jaw, because that's more youthful looking. Am I making sense? Are you following my visual here?
3: Perfectly. Deputy oh, okay. dog, the beginning of deputy dog. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. So what I like to do, one of the things that I like to do, is I put a little numbing agent at the chin uh, on each side of the chin, a little numbing, a little lidocaine with epinephrine so that it blanche, is a little white spot, and you can only do this, like, I wouldn't do this on somebody who's an atrial fed, because that wouldn't be safe, but, but, you know, I do a full uh, H&P on everyone, um, and make sure they get a medical clearance, and, and so, then I take a, a needle, and I put it in, this is called cannulation, the procedure that I do, then I put a cannula in, and I put the cannula along, over where the jawline is, now, when the cannula sees a blood vessel or a nerve, it just pushes it out of the way. So it doesn't bruise, and it doesn't, it doesn't cause any damage. So there's no nerve damage. There's no blood vessel damage. It just pushes it out of the way. And they make a nice straight line right there with a product. I, my favorite one to do it with is Voluma because Voluma is not hydrophilic, so it doesn't grab a lot of water. So it sets up more like bone. It looks more like bone. It looks like you have an extension on your jawbone, so it's nice and straight and defined. That's that's one of my um, you know signature procedures that I like to do.
3: I like that. Now we only have about three minutes left, and we have about fifty write-ins. So I'm going to say this: I'm going to put Nurse Shirley's contact information. On the page, if you guys want to contact her, you can call her, you can email her. I'm going to put all of her info, not her personal info, but if you want to call the office and make an appointment, I'm going to put her info on the page. We have about two minutes left. Uh, Most of the write-ins I have are for young girls saying, what procedures should I get? What procedures shouldn't I get? What advice do you have for young girls that want to do this and young guys that want to do this?
0: Okay, so for young girls, I mean, of course, each person is so individual I mean, a 20-year-old may be a good candidate for Botox, and they may not be. You know, I mean, they may not need it. But, um, you know, each individual is assessed on, an, uh, on a one-by-one basis. And um, I would say that, you know, um, with, like, for example, Botox, if you are a student and you're studying a lot and you're getting stress headaches, and, you know, in your, on your forehead, and your eyes, that Botox is very good, and it also helps to keep, you know, keep you from developing those muscles that squeeze that gur in your forehead. So it's better to start out to keep those lines away before they happen than to go, oh, whoops, I'm getting these lines. I better run and jump on it because then they're already started, and sometimes, you, you know, then you have to spend more money to put a little uh, low cross-linked hyaluronic acid filler in there to pop it out. So um, I would say prevention is worth a pound of cure.
3: I like that. Well, I do want to say, Nurse Shelley, thank you so much for being on the show. Ken, thank you so much for calling in. Um, Paul, of course, my thank, pleasure, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken, guys, can you talk, talk about to Nurse Shirley if you want a consultation. Pardon?
0: Ken knows about the cannulation procedure.
3: I like that. Well, we've we've got about 30 seconds left. So what oh, I want to oh, do okay. is put up some information and I want to have you back on the show because we have a lot of write-ins. So I oh, promise I'm going to reschedule uh, Nurse Shirley to come back on and I will make a list of questions for her beforehand so we can get them all out there because we didn't get through them. Uh, and you guys have a lot of questions. So apparently this is a really important topic. And I understand that because it's important to me, too. Nurse Shelley, thank you so much for being on the show.
0: Well, thank you for allowing me to share my passion with you. I appreciate that. Uh,
3: and we'd, we'd love, love, love to have you back on. So would everybody that is now tormenting me on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Paul, thank you very, very much. And Ken, thank you. I want to give a quick shout-out to Offroad Rentals in Palm Springs, California. Write in. Tell me the name of the procedure uh, that Dr. Shirley was talking about along the jawline, and I will give you a free ATV ride in Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. Adrian Alcantar-Hair Salon, thank you. You always make me look great for the uh, red carpets. Aloft Phoenix Airport Hotel, you put us up every time. We have to do Phoenix And I appreciate it You're my favourite place to be Scott Haskin For the wonderful music a Whimsical hoot And bespoke glass slippers You guys do great With the red carpet shoes I almost broke it For the best gear You can have AZ Corpse Crew Because you do great zombies Vivix Printing True Rest Sedona If you need a break Go take a float True Rest Las Vegas And Float Therapy Spa In Huntington Beach